apps can do a lot of cool things. You could order dinner, gamble on your favorite team, and track your health. You could even get a mortgage. One click and you can be approved. I'm not sure by who or what country they're in. You deserve more from the mortgage industry. At AnyMac Home Mortgage, we believe in the need for live human interaction during a very complex process. The kind of service and guidance which an app simply can't provide. Our customers are more than credit scores and income documents. They're individuals and families who live in and strengthen our communities. Their story is our story, and that story begins in a home. Chris Sawyer is an expert on providing superior customer service and in meeting the mortgage needs of current and future home buyers. With over 18 years of experience in the industry, Chris is able to help customers migrate through the home buying and home financing process by using his wealth of knowledge as a well-qualified mortgage professional. And best of all, Chris is located in Cromwell, Connecticut, where he has helped hundreds of clients in Connecticut, Massachusetts, and Rhode Island make their dreams of home ownership a reality. Visit chrissawyer.annie-mac.com, email him at csawyer at annie-mac.com, or give him a call, 860-878-8730. Chris Sawyer, NMLS number 39345, corporate NMLS number 338923, Mac Home Mortgage, an equal housing lender. American Neighborhood Mortgage Acceptance Company, LLC, DBA, Mac Home Mortgage, Lo-Fi Direct, Connecticut First Mortgage Correspondent, License Lender, Broker Number, ML 338923, Massachusetts Mortgage Lender, and Mortgage Broker License Number, MC 338923, Rhode Island License Lender, License Number 20112810L. Call for additional details. Jones on first down, wide open, it's Barkley, and Saquon Barkley will take it into the end zone. Your best ability is availability. Saquon Barkley, he's great when he's on the field, but the problem is since 2018, he hasn't been healthy for this team. Look at this, they lob it to him, he taps it in off the glass. How about that? Porter Moser, I think right now is the best coach of college basketball, hands down. Finch, two for three, he's done his part. Pitch is drilled to deep right field toward the pole, and it is gone. They don't mind not being what they were in the 90s as the best organization in baseball, because the Yankees are not they're even close to the best organization in baseball. They're trying to be the Rays, and the Rays do this for a reason. Like, you're the Yankees. Sports Talk with r Jam. Steve Rister along here with, Je- along here with Justin D'Onofrio. And we start week four with a really, really good NFC North matchup as the Detroit Lions head to Lambeau Field to face the Green Bay Packers. This is a rematch of a week 17 game, week 18 game last year, which the Lions eliminated the Packers from the postseason. So this should, I think this is going to be a really, really close competitive game between these two teams. I think these are, these are over the first two, over the uh, first three weeks, these teams have definitely proven they are the two best teams in this division. I think this is going to be close. I think this is going to be competitive. I think it's going to come right down the wire. I think the difference in this game is going to be is I think Detroit is going to run the football better than I think that uh, I think Detroit's going to run the football better than, than Green Bay is. And I also I also think that uh, uh, Jared Goff is going to make less mistakes. And I think that this Detroit defense, who does a good job stopping the run, is going to make a big play on defense, either stopping Jordan Love late in the game or, or forcing a turnover late in the game. And that's why I got the Lions winning their fourth straight against the Packers. I got the Lions continuing with the success against the Packers. I got the Lions winning this game 24-20. to But, Justin, can the Packers snap their three-game losing streak against the Lions? I don't think so. They got so many guys that are questionable right now. And if, you know, some of those guys play, yeah, maybe, I, you know, I think the Packers will win this game. But I'm with you. I, I think the Packers running game has kind of really struggled 
without Aaron Jones in there, and I know he's another one that's questionable tomorrow night. It just hasn't looked the same with AJ Dillon. They went down 17 nothing last week. They did find a way to come back after Derek Carr got hurt. Um, but yeah, I think golf makes you know less mistakes this week than Jordan Love. He'll make a think a bad throw in this one, and you know we're you know it, it, you know per, put put pressure on that on that defense. And right now, I just think with with the Lions, I think they find a way to go up the Lambo yet again and knock off the Packers. Yeah, I could, I could definitely see, I could definitely see it. And you talk about Aaron Jones. It looks like he's going to play tomorrow night. It looks like Aaron Jones is going to be back tomorrow night. So that that could help the Packers. But this Lions defense has done really well against the run. Week one, they did a really good job containing Isaiah Pacheco. Week two, week two, even though they lost, they did a good job containing Kenneth Walker. And then last week, he did a great job with B. John Robinson. That was a huge, huge key there for the uh, for the uh, for the Detroit Lions. Their run defense has is, has really been improved. And Dan Campbell, all right now, right now it's close, but I probably take Dan Campbell over uh, over Matt, over Matt Lafleur. He's had his way with him recently. Yeah, he has. I you know still not sold yet on Campbell with the X's and O's wise. Yeah, Lafleur hasn't been great either. Yeah, yeah, they're really close. But you know, Dan Campbell is such a great motivator, and he gets you know he gets everything that you know the players you know give him everything that they got. So yeah, you know never you know. Dan going in didn't know how the Dan Campbell experiment was going to work, but yeah, so far, um, it's done a really good job. And usually, some of these like motivated guys or motivational guys like Dan Campbell don't always work out as an NFL health coach, but so far, yeah, he's been pretty good. He absolutely has. He absolutely has. He's done a really, really, he's done, he's done a really good job, you know, turning this program around. And he's, he's played really, really well against the Packers. But let's see if he could, if he could, you know, take that, take the top, top spot in the division. Last year, he finished in second behind the Vikings. Let's see if he could win a critical primetime game here. They went to Kansas City and won a big game on opening night. Yeah, I know Travis Kelsey didn't play, but that was a big win on opening night. Now we'll see, uh, we'll see what happens t- tomorrow night against the Packers. It's, but I think it's going to be a really good game. You know, it's going to be a really good game, but I do think the Lions are, are just are going to pull it out because of uh be, be, because of uh because of their because of the way they stopped the run. I think their quarterback makes less mistakes. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you. You know, the Lions, yeah, the defense has been playing better. You know, played better last week after Geno kind of tore them up through the air. And yeah, you know, you mentioned it. They did a great job stopping the Atlanta Falcons' run game last week, and they kind of made you know Desmond Ritter beat them and. Um, you know, if they can kind of do the same this week where they can slow down that run game enough and with Jordan Love, um, make him beat you through the air. Yeah, I think Detroit will find a way to win this football game. Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. So we will now move on to the game of the week between the Buffalo Bills and the Miami Dolphins. This is going to be a great game. Last year, all three of their games came down to one possession. That was that was that was that was big. Both all three of those games, Bills won two of them, Dolphins won Dolphins won one of them. And last year, the playoff game was a three point game with Skylar Thompson as the quarterback. So that was a three point game last year between those two teams. So this should be a really, really we're doing it, Frank. We're doing it right now. We're talking about your Dolphins right now. So so uh, so yeah, we're happy you're on. But yeah, I think I think I think for this game. I think it's going to be a high-scoring game. I think Miami's offense is going to continue to play well. I think they're going to continue to score points. But the issue is the Buffalo Bills are going to score points. The Buffalo Bills are going to score a lot of points. Josh Allen is going to be red hot. This game's going to go back and forth. There's not going to be much defense being played in this game. This game is going back and forth. This is going to be a great game between these two teams. But I got to take the team that has been the kings, that has been the king of the AFC East since 2020. That's the Buffalo Bills. I'm going to take. It's going to be a great game. But I'm gonna take the Bills in a really, really close game. I got the Bills. I know Frank's not gonna be happy about this, but I got the Bills beating the Dolphins 34 to 31. But Justin, can Tua win his first game in Buffalo? 
I think it's very possible the way they came out last week, but I got the Bills 28 to 24. I think Buffalo's, well, I would think Buffalo takes a page out of New England's book and plays the three safeties deep and kind of, you know, where you limit those explosive plays with Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle. And again, that means Miami, I think, is going to have a really good game on the ground. Um, but I, I think, you know, they're going to limit the explosive plays. Josh Allen's really bounced back the last couple of weeks at home. Um, I do think, you know, I don't think Josh Allen makes many mistakes. This makes this makes many mistakes this week against the Dolphins. I think it's a really close game. I would not be shocked to see Miami win the football game. Um, but I just think the Bills are going to limit it, limit the Dolphins explosive plays. You know, not like what the Broncos did last week and the Chargers did week one. All right, Frank says. What? Uh, let, let, let me tell you something, Frank. I know they're 3-0. and I know they put up 70 points last week. I know how explosive they are this year. But they've never won in Buffalo, and they haven't they haven't proven to be the best team in the division yet. This is a big game on Sunday. If they could do this, they can get to 4-0. The Bills are 2-2. Two and two. They, are, they are the best team in the division. Uh, but they got to win this game. They, Tua has never won a game in Buffalo. So you cannot question. I know Miami's a really good team. They're a top-three team in the AFC. But you cannot question people for picking – the the uh, the the uh, for the, the Bills seeing the fact that Tua has never won a game in Buffalo. Yeah, you know, look, yeah, if the Bills, if the Dolphins win this game, I think they have the, the they have the division locked down because again, they'd be already be two and zero against the division, and both those games are on the road, and you've already have a two game lead. So the Dolphins win this game, yeah, you know, they're they're, you know, I, I think Dolphins are a team that they have a shot to go on the run and go. Um, and go to a Super Bowl this year. He says, you know, we'll be, he, says, he, he, he says we'll be eating our words next week. All right, it's a regular season game against two really, really good teams in a place where Miami has had a ton of trouble over the years. They've had, they've had, they've had a lot of trouble playing in Buffalo. I, I think the last time they beat them in Buffalo was like 2018. So the Dolphins have had a lot of trouble in Buffalo. Oh, oh no, I, don't, I think it's before that. I think it might even be 20, 2017 or 2016 when J.H.I. had that huge game where he went for over 200 yards. So... Back when Adam Gaze was the coach, but yeah, but yeah. So uh, these are two really, really good teams. It should be a great game. Yeah, you say you're going to be, eat, we're going to be eating our words, but uh, but this is the Bills are also the, the last two weeks. The Bills have also looked really, really good, and I know you guys have looked really good, but they've looked really good as well. Yeah, yeah. The Bills defense. This is, you know, doing this defense is pretty good, and the Bills defense is probably you know, just right there. Like, I think the Bills have better players in New England all around defensively. You know, like, this is, you know, like, they're going to face a really good defense this week, and it's going to be a tough task to go up there and knock them off. And, you know, and, and the Bills, and, you know, I'm not really sold yet on Miami's defense. So, like, I, I think Josh Allen's going to be able to move the ball. Like, I, I think the difference is, you know, the Bills, de I'll take the Bills defense to get a stop more than I trust the Miami defense to get a stop late in, late in the game. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, if it if it comes to that point where one of those teams has to get a stop, like say say the game is tied like 31-31 late and Josh Allen's the ball in his hands, Josh Allen's score. Josh Allen's score, and we know that. Josh Allen's going to score. And, you know, Frank can, you know, Frank can get on us next week if we were wrong, but Josh Allen's going to score if, if if he has the ball late in the game, if he has the ball in his hands late in the game. Oh, yeah. Yeah, at home, he I think he definitely will. He definitely will. You know, we've, we've seen it before. Um, you know, look, you know, at, at, you know, that jet game, you know, he made some big costly turnovers in that game. And, you know, I, I think he's really going to make sure that he doesn't this week, um, you know, in a big game against Miami, I, th I think he's going to take much, much better care of the football this week. And yeah, you know, he goes down, I think he'll go down the field late in the game. Um, 
with the score tied it, or they're even behind a field goal and he'll he'll find a way for this for his team to get the win uh yeah uh, yeah i mean i think yeah i think it's i think it's going to be a really really uh, yeah i think it's going to be a really good game yeah i think if yeah if it comes to that spot comes to that situation where he's got to make he, the bit dolphins got to make a stop against josh allen I, I don't think it's happening i just don't think it's happening now the big the other question going into this game is is the winner of this game the best team in the afc I mean, you look at Kansas City, you look at Buffalo, you look at Miami, and there's a, there's teams like like Baltimore in there too. But uh, Baltimore and Cleveland's look pretty good defensively as well. But the big question is 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 the winner of this game the best team in the in the in the in the AFC? And I I th- I th- I'm gonna say no. I'm gonna say no. I don't think the winner if either team wins this game, I don't think they're the best team in the AFC because I still think the Chiefs are the best team in the AFC because the one game. The Chiefs lost was with Travis Kelsey, was without Travis Kelsey. I'm not even going to say Chris Jones because that's on them for not having Chris Jones. But the one game they lost the Lions was by one point without Travis Kelsey. So I'm going to say no. I'm going to say no. I don't think either team, either the winner, either team, even even if they win this game, is the best team in the in the AFC. Yeah, I'm with you. I, you know, I right now the way that Chiefs defense is playing, um, you know, and I don't think it's kind of a fluke. Like I think the defense continue to play as well as it has so far this year. Um, and then, yeah, you added Travis Kelsey and I know they put up 41 last week against a horrible Bears team, but I think that offense with Patrick Mahomes, they're going to, they're going to continue to kind of figure things out, you know, this week against the Jets defense will be, you know, a good test for him. Um, but yeah, when they got Mahomes, you know, and that defense is just, again, like they, I know Justin Fields has not been great, but he had 99 yards passing last week. Like, you know, and he was 11 for 22. Like, I, I really think that defense has gotten a lot better. Um, and I think the Chiefs yet again are, you know, uh, right now the best, still the best team in the AFC. Frank says, Frank will say yes, because he wants to say his Dolphins are the best team in the AFC after, he, after they, if they went on Sunday. So Frank says yes because of that. And then, we, and then Xander says uh, uh, best teams in the AFC right now, hands down, Casey and Miami. Xander, you're forgetting about Buffalo. You're forgetting about Buffalo. Buffalo, yeah, they lost that game to the Jets, but Josh Allen has struggled against the Jets throughout his career. So, uh, yeah, I mean, you're saying that it's uh, Casey and Buffalo hands down. I would not be forgetting the Bills. I definitely wouldn't be forgetting the Bills. The Bills should definitely be in this conversation. When was the last time Miami has won a playoff game? Okay, okay. So I, the Bills have, have won the division the last three years. They should definitely be in this conversation with the Chiefs and Chiefs and the Dolphins. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, the Bills still right there. Um, yeah, the, you know, with that defense and with you know Josh Allen starting to starting to kind of figure things out, the offense is starting to get more of a rhythm. Um, yeah, I am. I know Sanders and Miami is beating the Bills out too. That is, that not, is no, 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 that's, that's not accurate. That is not accurate. They they have not. Oh, Tua might have gotten hurt in the game. I'll get it. But it wasn't a game that Tua started. Yeah, Tua got hurt in the game, but he didn't start. The, he did, he didn't start. He didn't start that game where we were where they beat him in week three last year. So, so yes, it's, it's not like he's, they, but they did almost beat them without Tua. I'll admit the Dolphins did almost beat him without Tua, but they never beat him without Tua for an entire game. Okay. So yeah, so they, so they haven't yet. Um, But yeah, like, and I just, I think right now the Bills defense is just a little bit better than the Dolphins defense. And I think that's big and look, you know, the Bills can, you know, is that running game kind of for real? That's kind of what's been their kryptonite, especially when they make the playoffs in recent years. And that's why they haven't been able to move on. Um, you know, last week they they ran the ball well, but, you know, they got up to such a big lead. Um, but, yeah, the Bills should still be right there. They still have a ton of talent. You know, you could say they have the most pressure probably in the whole NFL to get to the 
to get to the Super Bowl. Like just because they've fallen short and it kind of feels like their window's kind of closing pretty soon. So there's a lot of pressure on the team to get back there. And I don't think they should be written off just yet. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. I mean, they still have Josh Allen. They still got a really good defense. They still got Stefan Diggs. So they de- they absolutely should not be counted. They should not be counted out. But it should be interesting to see what happens. Game of the week, Bills Dolphins on Sunday should be a great game. But we got to move on to the four o'clock game between Xander's team and Justin's team as the Patriot one and two Patriots travel to Jerry World to face the uh, Dallas Cowboys. And I think I, I think the Cowboys will win this game, but I don't think they're going to cover. Dallas really disappointed me last week. Xander was realistic. He said that uh, he said that 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 uh, he's not going to excited until they get to the conference championship game. He says he's not that high, that high on that high on the boys until they get to the conference title game. And he was right about it last week. Arizona ran the ball down their throats, and I think New England's going to do kind of the same thing. I think they're going to have a lot of success running the football with Ramondre Stevenson and Ezekiel Elliott. I think they're going to have a lot of success running the ball with those two guys. I think both of them are going to have big games. I think Mac Jones is going to play pretty well, but I do think Dallas is going to force a turnover in the game. And I don't think Dak is going to turn the ball over. I do think Dak's going to play a turnover free game. And that's going to be the difference. I don't think, I don't think Dak's going to turn the ball over. I think Mac's going to turn the ball over. And I just don't see the, the Patriots have not scored more than 20 points this year. And to beat the Cowboys, I think they're going to have to get over 20. And I don't think they do. So in a really, really close competitive game, just like it was two years ago in Foxborough when the game went, when they played, when they, when the game went to overtime between these two teams, I think the Cowboys win. I think they, I think the Patriots cover, but I think the Cowboys win a close one. I got Dallas beating the Patriots twenty-three to, to twenty. But Justin, can the Patriots get their get get their second straight win in Jerry World this week? Open, but I don't. I don't feel very confident right now. Um, I got the Cowboys twenty to ten. I, you know, I know you're saying, you know, I know Sunday you texted me about the Patriots should just run the twelve personnel the entire game and just run the football, which I think you know they should be able to. Um, I just this offense right now is just. They, again, they just leave so many points on the board. You know, last week they had a couple missed field goals. They just don't finish drives. They didn't have one play last week inside the red zone. Like, they just – they kind of lived within, you know, they got to the 30, 25, you know, that was about it. Like, they just don't finish drives. It, they just don't seem crisp. They they just don't have a huge playmaker at wide receiver right now. You know, and then their one touchdown was Farrell Brown, and he kind of, you know, was a broken coverage. So, I'm not very confident right now this offense. Um and I, I think right now, I, I I think the Cowboys' defense plays better. I know they're banged up on the offensive line right now. Um, I just, you know, I, I think the Patriots' offense kind of struggles this week. I just, I'm, I'm not very high on it right now. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be a tough one. It's gonna be a really really tough one against this team. It's it's gonna be tough. I mean, but you know, Dallas proved last week that they're not they're not a great team. Let's be honest. Dallas proved last week they weren't a great team. I mean, they got they got. They got beat by Arizona. I mean, I know I know Arizona plays hard, but they got beat by Arizona. So at Dallas is not this is not facing Philly. This is not facing San Francisco. It's not facing Buffalo. It's not facing Miami. This is not facing uh, Kansas City. So I do think you guys will be close. But the problem is, and this has been this has been going on since 2020, when you faced a good team and a good quarterback, you usually are falling short. Really, the only team I could see that was a great team that you beat. Ever or that you've really beaten since 2020 has been the been the Bills that Monday night game. Yes, you beat the Chargers twice, but really considering the Chargers a great team, no, no. Well, yeah, it's been it's been the Bills in that Monday night game. So 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 really, uh, I think it's going to be typical how the Patriots have been playing since 2020. They're close against some of these good teams, but they don't pull it out. 
No, they they just haven't. You know, they've had their chances. They've had their, they had their chances this year against the Eagles. They had their chance against the Dolphins. They just they couldn't finish either. They couldn't finish either game. And last week they should have won that game by more than three points. You know, they were or they they, they you know they they should have won that game by a couple scores with the way their defense played with with their offense and you know again yeah I think they could keep this game close. I think they could have success running the ball. Um, but I just when this team gets you know, in the opponent's territory, I just don't know what happens. It just, just it, it goes, it all goes wrong for the team. And you know, I, I think Mika Parsons too is going to have a, uh, ha, you know, I, I think he's going to dominate against this offensive line. Yeah, just Xander just said Micah Parsons. <laughs> my Parsons needs to get laid up by and Mac Jones. Dirty needs to get laid up by Micah Parsons. Here's the thing: yeah, I, I don't know if he's going to have the greatest game because I think New England's going to be able to run the ball. And you know, here's the one thing you know. You know Bill is going to keep running the ball. If it if it's working, Bill's going to keep doing it against the Cowboys defense. If they keep running the ball, Bill's going to keep doing it. So I do think New England stays in this game. I'm not saying New England's a great team or, or even a playoff team, but I think they could stay in the game because I think there's a formula that they, that, that they could stay they could stay in the game by by running by running the football and 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 having Mac Jones and using Mac Jones on play action. So I, I do think they, they, they stay in this game. I don't think this game is a blowout. I don't think Micah Parsons is a huge game because you know Bill Belichick's going to be doubling all the time. You know he's going to be doubling Micah Parsons. And you know he's going to be limiting C.D. Lamb. So, uh, so yeah, so he's going to he's probably going to take those two guys away. So I do think the game is going to be competitive. I just don't think the Patriots have the talent to beat it or, or the quarterback play to beat a, te- or to beat a team like – to beat a team that uh, – to beat a pretty good team like the Cowboys on the road. No, I don't either. I, I yeah, I don't either right now. You know the the way things are going. Um, look, I thought their offensive line played okay last week. I, I you know I, I thought they gave Mac enough time. You know, mo- most of the time when he dropped back last week. Um, but yeah, I just you know Parsons, Dexter Lawrence, I think kind of scares me as well because Cole Strange is you know there, there's a whole offensive line. Just I, I'm still not. I, you, I still you, don't you, love you, it. You mean Demarcus Lawrence? Yeah, yeah, Demarcus Lawrence. Um. I don't know why to Dexter Lawrence, but um, yeah, I think so. I think Demarcus Lawrence is gonna. I think he could get a lot of pressure on Mac Jones too. So yeah, you know, look, I hope they can they they have they can find success running the football this week. Part of me too, just I can't imagine Dallas plays as bad as they did last week. I just I just can't. Um, look, and maybe Bill can outcoach Mike McCarthy because McCarthy kind of blew that game. Because even now, twelve last week, they're running the football like they were up twelve in the fourth quarter. Like yeah, that I, was made no sense to me. Yeah, and I mean, and he then, passed up a field goal in the third quarter. Yeah, he did not coach a good yeah, game. Yeah, like it, Yeah, and then if he kicked it there the first time, they got back down the red zone a couple times. Like they had a chance to at least tie that game. So yeah, you know, maybe Bill can out coach them, but I just, uh, I just, I'm kind of out in this offense right now until they show me something. It's just, it's just mediocre at best. Yeah, exactly, exactly, exactly. So should be an interesting game between the Pats and the Cowboys on Sunday afternoon. But we got to move on to the Monday night game. This is a must-win for the Giants here. Must-win game for the Giants. They got to beat the Seahawks. And I think this is going to be a really close game, a close competitive game for the Giants. They got to score at least twenty-four points. They're going to win this game. They can't be. They can't be scoring like seventeen or twenty points. They got to score at least twenty-four points because Seattle's got a good offense. Seattle's got a really good offense. Geno Smith has played well. Uh, since he's came there, you got Kenneth Walker, you, uh, and you got DK, and you got Tyler Lockett. But the thing is, is the Giants could definitely uh, should be able to move the ball through the air against this team. Seattle does not have a good pass defense. They should be able to move the ball through the air. Daniel Jones should have a really, really good game. This is a game that Darren Waller's got to have a big game. Darren Waller's got to play really, really well in this game. Darren Waller's got to play well. 
also, also, I want to see Hyatt play more. I definitely want to see Hyatt get more play time, playing time. I want to see him get more more, more play time on Monday, playing time on Monday night. Uh, so I think Daniel Jones is going to have a really good game. I think Daniel Jones is going to come out to play. I think he's going to throw two or three touchdown passes, and I think he's going to be a threat with his legs. I think he's it's not not like he was against San Francisco. I think he's going to be. I think he's going to be a threat again with his legs in this game, just like he was again in the second half of Arizona. I think he's going to have a big game with his legs. And I think this Giants defense. I know it struggled, and I think it's going to continue to struggle a little bit against the run against Kenneth Walker. But I do think this defense. With the blitzing of Wick Martindale is finally going to force some turnovers. I think they're going to force a turnover or two against Geno Smith, and I think that's going to be the difference. That's why I think the Giants are going to get to two and two. This is a must-win game. If they don't win this game, they're not making the playoffs. They they don't beat the Seahawks. They're not making the playoffs. If you look down the line at the schedule, they got at Miami, they got at Buffalo the next two weeks. They don't win this game. They are not making the playoffs. So I got the Giants here. I got the Giants winning twenty-eight to twenty-four over the Seahawks. And Justin, in your mind. You, you, as we remember last year, the Giants came into Seattle 6-1, and one, and they lost. That was the Richie James game where he dropped the punt. Do you think they will get revenge on Monday night against the Seahawks? I got the Seahawks 24-21. I think they're playing better right now than the Giants. And, you know, look, Thursday, I know, so, you know, for the Giants, again, maybe this, like, 11 days off from last Thursday, you played the Niners to, to having Monday. Like, you kind of got another bye. Like, this this could be kind of a huge factor for, for the Giants to kind of figure some things out. Um, you know, I, for me, I think, you know, Seattle's again, obviously it's not as good as the Niners, you know, defensive front, but I think the, the Seahawks will still get some pressure on Daniel Jones and look, you know, if, if they can get Daniel Jones just a little bit of time, maybe that can get Jalen Hyatt involved to kind of hit some deep shots. And then that kind of opens some stuff underneath. That's what you're gonna have to be able to do. Um, I assume you're still not going to have Barkley, uh, you know, I, I yeah, he's day to day right now. Screen. Yeah. You know, he may he might be able to, um, but I, I still I'm not banking on that he's going to come out and be able to play in this game. But I do worry about that off that offensive line, the Giants a little bit, and I do see Sanders comments and oh, yeah, oh come on, come on, Seahawks win I convincingly. Uh, all right, all right, all right, come on. I don't now. think Seahawks, Se- Seahawks convincingly. win convincingly. Come on, you're, you're you're a Giants hater. I know you're a Cowboy fan. You hate the Giants, but Seahawks win convincingly. This is a must-win game with a Brian Dayball coach team. Come on now. They're going to win convincingly. Brian Dayball is not going to get blown out in this game. Yes, the Seahawks, I wouldn't be surprised if the Seahawks win. But but convincingly, come on. Come on now. That's just being a hater. You're, you're, Jander's just being a hater there. Yeah, I don't I don't see Seahawks going in there winning by double digits. But I, I see I see Seattle going in there winning right, right, a hard-fought game. Yeah, another comment. By, by 10. 10. All right, I, I, I could see yeah. it by 10. I could see it by 10. Now, if the Giants lose by 10, I would be really, really upset. But I could maybe see them winning it by 10. Because they did win by two touchdowns last year, even though it was a one-score game until Richie James fumbled the punt. Yeah, so, yeah, I, like, I wouldn't be shocked. You know, see, I was at the offensive talent to do that, to kind of put up some points. And if Gi- Giants can't keep up, um, I could definitely see the Giants falling behind. But, yeah, I just – I think right now Geno Smith, I think, makes a couple more plays than Daniel Jones in this one. And, you know, can the Giants pass rush get after Geno, you know, Geno Smith? You know, I, I know you you played the Niners last week. You finally got a sack. Um, but I just – I got to see it more from this defensive front. And I, I think Geno, if he's got enough time, I think he – he could pick the uh, Giants apart. And you talked about the defensive front. I'm happy you brought that up because this defensive front has to step up. Uh, yeah, Dexter Lawrence, he hasn't gotten a lot of sacks, but he's played well. Dexter Lawrence has played well. Uh, Leonard Williams, he's been decent. 
But Kayvon Thibodeau, you got to start playing. This is ridiculous. You have to start playing. I want to see. I want to see. I, I, you need to. You need to be more active. This is ridiculous for the number five overall pick. This has been a very, very disappointing start for Kayvon Thibodeau. I know he had that great game against Washington in, in Week 15 last year, but this has been a very, very disappointing start for Kayvon Thibodeau. And he's got. He's he's got to start playing, or Joe Shane is going to get questioned for that pick, just like he's going to get questioned for the Evan Neal pick. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, it's not been, it hasn't been good so far for Thibodeau. And, you know, he was such a dominant force at Oregon and, you know, going in, you know, such a kind of big time pass rush. And people thought, you know, he's going to be a stud and it was thought to be a great get for the Giants. And I thought it was going to be, but yeah, he struggled. And, you know, Evan Neal too, it's, you know, Shane, I think, and they will have done a good job, but yeah, so far Shane's first rounder, you know, with Neal and Thibodeau haven't been great so far. Um, they, yeah, like they they need more from that pass rush, and you know because that pass rush did did pretty well last year, and I think that was a big part of the success the Giants had, and they need to get back to that. And yeah, this is a week where you need that pass rush to get going, especially with the quarterbacks you got coming up next, Bills and Dolphins. Like if you oh, let yeah. those two guys sit back in the pocket, you, you know you you might give up thirty. So yeah, this this is you know this is a week the Giants pass rush has to get going. Without a doubt, without a doubt, without without a doubt, and this is a huge game for this regime. Because this regime, I feel like going into this year, has to kind of prove they can take the next level. They can take the next step. And so far, they haven't. This is looking at the uh, Dallas game where they got embarrassed. Uh, they came back and beat Arizona. And then they, then they, then they, got, they, got, uh, they got outplayed against the 49ers, which we expected. But uh, this is a huge game for this regime. This, and they, then they got, then they got to win it. Because if they lose this game, they're probably going to stare at 1-5. And, 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 and 1-5 and means you're probably not going to make the playoffs. And that means a step back for this regime this year. Yeah, you know, I, I still think of this team as all right. We're in year two of a rebuild, and it's a much tougher schedule this year. Like, I feel like if this, if, as long as this team wins like six, seven games, and you're still well, and you kind of see progress. I know right now you might you're not really seeing it, but if, like towards the end of the year, if this team kind of starts to play better down the stretch, and you know, you kind of see some bright spots from got from some younger guys. Then I feel like, okay, it's still a good year. We're still year two in the rebuild. Last year was kind of one of those, you know, they, you know, that, you know, was, um, was an awesome year, but you know, you're still, you were kind of ahead of, um, of the plan, but yeah, like if the team wins only four or five games and yeah, I'd be very disappointed, but the team wins six, seven games. I, I feel like, okay. You know, as long as this team kind of improves down the stretch, I feel like it's still an okay year. You know, I, I know you want to get back to playoffs this year, but the schedule was just much tougher this year. Very tough early on. I'll give you that. Very, very tough early on. But I would still consider six or seven wins a disappointment. All right, maybe if it's like they're like nine and eight and they miss the playoffs, I can accept that. But I would still consider six or seven a disappointment. I wanted to see I wanted to see growth from this team. I wanted to see, you know, Kayvon Thibodeau be better. I wanted to see Evan Neal be better. I wanted to see this passing game be better. And so far... I was, we haven't seen the defense seen any of that improve on the defensive side of the ball. And then on the offensive side of the ball, it was really just that one half against Arizona. Yeah. Yeah. That so far. And, and look, you know, Arizona may be better than everybody thought they were, you know, like they might not be a pushover um, like they were supposed to. So yeah, you know, like you, yeah, you have to start seeing some improvement and like that, that Niner game, like you, I know you lost by 18, but you know, that, that game was, you know, that game could have been a 25, 30 point game, you know, like the Niners kind oh, of absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah, so yeah, you, you got to start seeing this improvement. So like, yeah, if this team doesn't start improving, like, I, like 
with the six, seven wins, like if you don't see any improvement from this team and this team just kind of seems to get better than yes, I'd say it's a disappointment. But like if you start one and five and then it's like kind of after the bye, you start to kind of, well, you got the Eagles twice, you know, right at the end. But there is a stretch there where, they, where they'll, they, they're able to, you know, they got the Patriots, they got the Jets, they got the Raiders, they got the Commanders twice, so they could take advantage there. But yeah, there it's a very good chance they could be six or seven. But I but I want I want nine wins from this team. I want this team back in contention because the, because to me it shows growth of this team's in contention. Six, seven wins doesn't show growth to me, especially if Evan Neal and Kayvon Thibodeau continue to play the way they are. Yeah, like if those two do not develop and like Neal does not get any better, Thibodeau kind of continues just to kind of be you know, pedestrian, especially doesn't bring a factor in the defense, then yeah, then I, I, I'd be very disappointed in the year and yeah, be kind of a setback and, you know, would, would be very frustrating because especially, yeah, you just signed Dana Jones. You got Barkley right now and with kind of, you know, Darren Wall hasn't been great either. Like that's, and I know the drops have always kind of been a concern with him too. Um, been saying on the field, but yeah, like it, it you know, I, I thought, I think going in the year I had him at eight and nine, uh, like, yeah, if they could finish like right there, yeah, you know, kind of some progress, but yeah, like, you know, you'd hope they can get this one too, because yeah, you know, you got the jets Raiders commanders twice coming up. So it's like, all right, you could kind of get a couple there hopefully, and maybe kind of start fighting your way back and kind of going into December could still kind of be fighting and, you know, maybe a couple games back, but all right, we still have a chance here to get one of the wild card spots. As I said earlier, if the giants want to be a playoff team, they got to win this game. Last year, I knew when they beat the Packers, they were probably when they started four and one. They were probably going to be a playoff team. If they lose this game against Seattle, I'll probably I'll probably say they're not a play. They're not going to be. I'm probably going to say they're not going to be a playoff team. This is a tone setting game. If you can get out of this stretch two and four, it's not great, but it's but it's okay. It's better than one and five going into going into kind of a soft middle. You have a, in the, in the, going to the middle of the season where the schedule softens out, but. This is this is the game. It has to be the. This has to be a win. No excuses. You got to get the job Monday night if you're the Giants. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know the crowd's behind you Monday night. Um, it's it's a big one. Yeah, I think everybody in that locker room knows it's a big one, and you're fighting a team that you might be right there with in a wild card spot. So this absolutely, is that's game why where... this game is. That's why this game is so crucial because this is definitely a team, in my opinion, that I think Seattle's like a nine, ten win team. This is another team. This is definitely a team you're going to be fighting with for that. Probably maybe that sixth or seventh. One of those last two wild card spots. That's why this is a huge game. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So yeah, this is this would be huge, and you know, Pete Carroll's you know done a phenomenal job with this with this uh, franchise, and yeah, you know, see, I'll be ready to play. It's gonna be a tough offense, and yeah, we you know we're gonna kind of see what this defense has, and has this defense gotten any better in the last eleven days, and you know, has the offensive line kind of gotten better? Because yeah, you, you know, Seattle's defense isn't great. Like the Don, you know, this is definitely a good test of the Giants, and yeah, if they they win this football game, they're kind of right back in it where it's okay you, you have some hope um that this team can you know this this team kind of hang around here but yeah if they lose it to one to five and you're kind of you know you, you're gonna have to beat the commanders twice and go to the jets and you know beat the beat the raiders as well and kind of you know try try to you're gonna have to seal wins there absolutely absolutely 11 days off no excuses get the job done if you're the giants but it should be an interesting game between those two teams on monday night now there'll be another game this week at MetLife Stadium as the Chiefs travel to MetLife to face the Jets. And this was supposed to be a great game. This was supposed to be a great game, but then Aaron Rodgers got hurt, and I don't see this game being good at all. I think that uh, I think that, that Mahomes throws a couple touchdown passes. I think that uh, the defense of the Chiefs forces a couple, two or three turnovers from Zach Wilson. 
at this point, what are the Jets doing playing Zach Wilson? And then Robert Sala says, oh, we're, he's, he's definitely our guy. He's definitely our guy. What are you talking about, Robert Sala? He's not definitely your guy. Look at your locker room. Even Rich Samini's been saying there's issues in the locker room with the defensive players. There's major issues with the Jets, with Zach Wilson, their quarterback. They're going to go with him this week, but let, let's be honest. This should be the last week he starts. He should be the starter for the Jets. I got the Chiefs winning this game 30-10 to 10 over the Jets. And, Justin, we know that we both know the Chiefs are going to win, obviously. But the big question is, is should this be Zach Wilson's last start as, as a Jets starting quarterback? Yeah, I got the Chiefs as well, 24-10 to 10 in this one. Um, this should, you would hope. I know they just signed Trevor Simeon, which I know is not much of an upgrade, but it is an, up, it is an upgrade. And, look, you know, I, I give Jets fans – credit because i heard they they cheered zach wilson when he took the field last week so like they tried to give him some confidence out there but again the tall tale sign there was like two plays the one where he went down you know the pocket was congested in front of him but he just went he just fell to the ground um and then that fourth and ten with the game on the line he just oh that's that fourth and ten was absurd that fourth and ten was, how do yeah, you dump that. the ball off there that is awful I, that is pathetic <laughs> Yeah, like the game's on the line. Like if it, you know, like throw it down the field, gets picked, gets picked. Who cares? But that, that showed me he's so scared to throw an interception, then he's got zero confidence. So he has to. Like he's just, it, you know, he just he can't throw the ball downfield. He's he's got zero confidence right now. So, yeah, you know that locker room right now is, not, is kind of falling apart. You saw on the sidelines, you know, Garrett Wilson was up, upset. Michael Carter was upset last week. You know, Aaron Rodgers told. Told the offense they got to grow up a little bit after. Yeah, while some he's of in that. California, he's telling them that. Yeah, yeah, that you know, it sounded like he may be at the game Sunday night. Oh, wow. sounded like he kind of hinted that he might. So maybe that helps to see him out a little bit. But um, yeah, the only thing about Sal is, I'm not, I can't kill. You know, I know the comments aren't great, but it's like, what else are we supposed to say? Because yeah, same it's with not, him Garrett, same with him and Garrett Wilson on Barton Hahn. Same thing. Yeah, yeah, like that. You know, I I know they can't because. It, you know, Robert Sala started Chris Stryver last year for one game over Zach Wilson. Like, I don't, I think Sala knows, but again, it's not his call. It's Joe Douglas's call. So, you know, and he can't kill him in a press conference. Like, he has to try to lift his confidence up a bit. Yeah, it doesn't help, but yeah, it's bad right now. The Jets and uh, they, they got to make the move because it's just ugly in their offense right now. They just can't move the football. But like, the one thing is, though, late in that game last week, when they started to go more up tempo, he felt more comfortable. Can you, you know, do you try to do a little bit of that this week with him? I would hope, but it is Nathaniel Hackett. So I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I think, I think yeah, up tempo might help, but I just don't know if much is going to help the problem now. I, th- I think the damage is done. I think it's over for Zach Wilson. I think he needs to go. He needs to go, and they need to get, yeah. I mean, Trevor Simeon, they signed. I mean, you got Carson Wentz out there. Just do something just to keep – I mean, you're probably not going to make the playoffs. But just keep this locker room together. Show that – show show that the def- – show the players, especially on defense, that you care – that you that you want to win. And that's why they, they, they have to. It, it, it is over. They have to move on from him. It just was an absolutely putrid performance for him on Sunday. It, Zach Wilson is done, in my opinion. Yeah, I'm with you. He They, they should. You know, they, they got to cut ties. They should have done that in the offseason. They should have had him be the third string, but – for whatever reason, they didn't want to go out and get somebody else. And, you know, this is kind of the risk you have. You had a 39-year-old quarterback in Aaron Rodgers. Get, even if he was going to miss a game or two, you had to have somebody wait in the wings and not Zach Wilson. But, hey, they went ahead and did it. And, you know, this is you know, this is what happens. And, unfortunately, they did lose Rodgers. And, yeah, he's got to – I just – I can't – you know, you can't keep running him out there because it just it, it's just bad. It's, I don't think it's going to get any better. 
you'd hope to try to tailor some things that are going to help them. Like I mentioned the, you know, more up tempo, but I, you know, I don't, I don't know if the jets even try that, but you know, I, yeah, it's been disappointing for the jets and yeah, this defense at some point is going to just stop, you know, this defense is going to, uh, you know, there's there's gonna be a point in that locker room where that defense is kind of be like, well, our offense is gonna help us, and they're just gonna, you know, the the resistance is gonna stop there. Exactly, exactly, exactly. So it should be a very ugly game Sunday night, and I just don't think the Jets have much of a chance of beating the Chiefs on Sunday night. But we're gonna run through the slate of games. We're gonna start with the game in London at nine thirty as the Falcons take on the Jags. I think in this game, I I think that the Fal- the Jags do a good job of containing B. John Robinson. And when you retain B. John Robinson, the Falcons have trouble scoring points, as you saw last week against the Lions. I think Trevor Lawrence has a bounce-back game this week. I think he play, I think he plays pretty well. I think ETN does a decent job on the ground. And I got the Jaguars getting a 2-2, two and two, beating the Falcons uh, 24-17. But Justin, can – but Justin, can the – will the Falcons – well, no, will the Falcons hand the Jaguars their third straight loss? I don't think so. I got the Jaguars as well, 24-20. Um, I trust Jacksonville. They go out west. I mean, they go to London so often. Um, it's a yearly thing. They kind of know the routine. They know how to kind of you know prepare for this. I know they'll be out there for two weeks now. Uh, but yeah, you mentioned it. Uh, you know, as long as you do not let B. John Robinson beat you, you got a great chance in the, to beat the Falcons. I don't trust Desmond Ritter away from home. Um, I know. I knew, even though I know it's a neutral site game. But I, I think Jacksonville's defense kind of wakes up this week. I think even their offense kind of wakes up. And I felt like last week, Jacksonville, like, I thought, you know, there's guys open. They just didn't catch it. Like, their offense just didn't seem crisp. I think this Jacksonville team, I think the way they played last week's a wake-up call for them. And I, I think they play a lot better. And I think that defense responds. And I think Desmond Ritter um, makes a couple mistakes this week. And Jacksonville find a ways, finds a way to knock off Atlanta. We got an NFC's matchup in Philadelphia as the Commanders face the Eagles. Now, Commanders looking for their second straight win against the Eagles, but that ain't happening with Sam Howell as the starting quarterback. I think DeAndre Swift is another big game on the ground. I feel like Jalen Hurts plays his best game he's played all year. I think he plays a good game. Funny thing about the Eagles is Jalen Hurts hasn't even played that well, and they're 3-0. and Shows you how great that roster is. So uh, Jalen Hurts, I think Jalen Hurts has a, has a really good game against them. And uh, I think the defense forced a couple turnovers from Sam Howell. Sam Howell proved last week that he – I don't think he is the, the answer for the, for the commanders at quarterback. I know he won those first two games, but I think he proved last week he's not the answer for the commanders at quarterback. And I got the Eagles winning this battle 30-17. to 17, But, Justin, can the commanders get their second straight win over the Eagles? No, I got Philly 23-14. to 14. I had Philly, that was such a dominating victory. And, you know, the, that was, um, you know, that nine-minute drive there to finish off that game and deny even score a point. Like, that, that was an impressive drive. Right then and there, and I just right now the way Washington played last week offensively, I think Philly's gonna um, make it very difficult on them uh, for on, on Sam Howell to kind of get anything going offensively. You know, Baker had a really rough game, and they really struggled to run the football. I think same thing with the Commanders this week; they're not gonna be able to run the football. They're gonna get behind early, and it's gonna be very difficult to go on the road to Philly and um, knock them off. You know, the enemy. You know, so far I, I think again I still think he's a guy for that offensive coordinator job. And with Sam Howell, but I, I think this week's going to be another difficult one. I, I really, I think Philly kind of last week really turned it on, and I think maybe that eleven days kind of helped them out. And yeah, you mentioned Jalen Hurts Hurt played his best game of the year, and I, you know, he had the flu too. So, you know, that that was a really impressive victory for um, Philly the other night. 
We got an, an, an AFC North matchup in Cleveland as the Ravens travel to Cleveland to face the Browns. And uh, Browns defense is playing really, really well. I think this is going to be a tough, tough NFC North battle. At battle, but Lamar Jackson has had a lot of success against the Browns. He's beaten them four of the last five times, and that one time he lost to him, he got hurt in the game when he lost to him in Cleveland in 2021. So I think Lamar Jackson has a pretty good game this week. I do think it's a little bit of a sloppy game with some turnovers. The Ravens defense forced a couple turnovers from Deshaun Watson. I think it's close and low scoring, but I'm going to go with the Ravens to win this one. I got the Ravens going to three and one, beating the Browns 20 to 17. But Justin. Can the Browns' defense – who would have thought we'd be saying this? Can the Browns' defense carry them to a 3-1 and one start? Yeah, I think so. And I had them at seven wins. I, you know, had to kind of see this defense do it, you know, kind of get better. And they, they, they completely have. And, look, if this defense continues to play the way they have, I wouldn't be shocked if this team could find themselves, you know, deep into a playoff run. It, this, you know, I know Watson has been – like, and if Watson could play a little bit better than he has with how good this defense is – uh, you know, uh, th- this Browns team is right now, uh, especially in the defensive end of the ball, if they don't make many mistakes offensively, I think, you know, they're going to play well. And I just, you know, the Ravens offense, I haven't been too impressed with so far. And, you know, last week, you know, I know, um, you know, they, they weren't great. Like the passing game just hasn't gotten going yet. Um, if the Browns can kind of contain Zay Flowers. He's been awesome. He's had a really nice rookie year so far. I, I think the Browns are going to be able to win this football game as long as Deshaun Watson just does not make a ton of mistakes. I you know I, I think Baltimore, again, is just going to have to struggle um, offensively to score points. We got an NFC North matchup in uh, – got an NFC, no, no, no. We got, a, we, got an, we got an AFC matchup in Tennessee as the Bengals take on the Titans. And let me tell you something. The Bengals are doing a disservice to Joe Burrow. He is not 100%. He should not be out there. He should not be out there right now. They're doing a disservice to him. He barely can move on Monday night. Yeah, they were able to win the game against a bad team, but he was was barely able to move on Monday night. They're doing a disservice to him. I think the Titans run the ball well. I think Derrick Henry has a bounce-back game this week. He has a big game. I do think Ryan Tannehill doesn't make a lot of mistakes in this game. And I do think this Titans defense forces Burrow to turn the ball over a couple times because Burrow's not right. And that's why I got I got the Titans full I got Titans pulling the upset here. I got I got the Titans beating the Bengals 23 to 19, but Justin, can the Bengals beat the Titans for the fourth straight time? I think they do 17 to 14. I'm with you. You know, it's like you know, he you know, Burr right now, he's struggling to move and like even trying to throw a ball off his back foot, like you just see it's just the ball's not coming out right. Uh, and calves. I, again, I'm not a doctor, but like we've seen a couple times in like other sports where, and even football, where like the calf injury can lead to Achilles injury, and that you know that 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 could be you know a, a long injury there. So, yeah, I'm not, yeah, you know, I don't really love what the Bengals are doing here. Um, I know Burrow wants to toughen it out, but if there's any other quarterback in the league that was facing the Bengals this week, I'd take that. I'd take the Titans. But I just think Tannehill makes a couple mistakes. I know the Bengals pass rush was good, but um, that's when Jackson went out for the um, um, for the Rams Monday night, and they kind of just took over defensively. I I think you know Cincinnati does enough does enough to contain Derrick Henry, and I don't think Tannehill does enough through the air. And I think Cincinnati just you know Burrow has a couple quick hitters in this game, and they do enough just to survive against the Titans Sunday. Yeah, this is, this should be another sloppy game, seeing that Joe Burrow is not healthy for the Bengals. We got an interconference matchup in uh, Indianapolis. The Rams take on the Colts. 
And I think in this game, I think this is a low-scoring game, but I do think I'm going to take the quarterback that's been playing pretty well with the head coach. Jordan Minshew's not played that bad with Shane Steichen. I think that continues this week. I think they he's able to manage the game, and I do think they forced a couple turnovers from Matthew Stafford, and that's why I got the Colts going to 3-1. and one. I got the Colts going to 3-1, and one, beating the Rams 23-16. to 16. But, Justin, can McVay get the Rams back get the, can McVay get the Rams back to 2-2? Two and two? I think so. I got the Rams going on back on the road this week, winning this one 23 to 21. Um, you know, I if they can get Stafford enough time. I don't think the Colts secondary is that great. And again, if they can get the running game going, that's where McVay likes to kind of go off play action. And that's kind of where you see his offense have more success. And I think they have, I think they have the ability to do that this week. And um, I, I think Stafford makes enough plays through the air. And I think Gardner Menchie plays well enough, um, you know, but I think the Rams defense makes a big stop late. And finally, for the Rams, too, they just got to be better on third down. I think they were one for 11 last week, something like that. They were not great there. Um, but I think not, the Rams do a better job this week of running the football. We got a matchup of the two worst teams in the NFL as the 0-3 Broncos face the 0-3 Bears. Both these teams are an outright disaster. The Broncos giving up 70 points last week, and the Bears – they are just so bad. Their quarterback is terrible. Their defense is terrible. The Bears don't do anything well. Their coach is terrible. The Bears are awful. The only, This is such a bad game. I'm going to take the Broncos because at least Russell Wilson is capable. Yeah, he's not what he was in Seattle, but at least he's capable. That's why I'm going to take I'm going to take the Bears in this game. Buddy, these team teams might have the two worst offenses in football and the two worst defenses in football. That's what's crazy. They're clearly the two worst teams. They're absolutely terrible. So I'm going to take the Broncos here, 21-17. But that's just because the Bears are just so bad. But Justin, I'm not even going to talk about the ask question about the game. Which team is is a bit is a bigger disaster right now, the Bears or the Broncos? It's just it's, it's, it's tough to tell. Yeah, it is. I got the Broncos in this one, 24 to 17. Uh, yeah, both teams are an embarrassment. Like the Broncos bull a 21 to three leading in Washington. They gave up 70 last week and the bears just, they're as bad as what we thought the Cardinals would be this year. And I didn't really buy the bears hype, but people are like, Oh, this is a locker. I, the team won three games last year. The defense has not got any better. The offensive line still stinks. Fields hasn't got any better. And the big thing is Justin Who's, Fields. He is absolutely horrible. Yeah, Justin Fields yeah. is, he played pretty well at times last year. Right now he is terrible. He is garbage. He's he's awful, and he's blaming other people. We didn't get that into it last yeah. week. We didn't get that. We didn't get too into it last week because it happened right before the show started. But he's blaming other people for him being terrible. He's garbage. Yeah, that's not a good look, and that's just that. That was bad. You know, like I get. You know, like we're I. You know, because I think he was trying to say, look, you know, like this thing's just not tailored for me. But I do remember, like, last year – or no, it was his rookie year. Remember after the first preseason game? He was like, man, you know, like, you know, um, he was like, I already got, like, the speed, the kind of the timing of the sport down or in the league down. It was like, okay, like, it is preseason, man. It's just like, you know, he felt like he was kind of caught up. But, man, that's that's been the complete opposite. Like, this this team is so bad. I, I'd say the Bears are a little bit more of a disappointment. And I know, like, even, like, last Wednesday, you go back with the D.C., I know, you know, we're not going to get into it because, you know, nothing's kind of been, like, final of what has ha really happened. But, like, even with that, then they got the equipment stolen. Like, the Bears organization is just a – it's just a dumpster fire right now. And, yeah, that, that whole uh, – that whole staff should be, you know, 
it's not going to last uh, till next year. That 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 team is just a total disarray right now. And even Sean Payton, even even though Sean Payton looks like a big uh, embarrassment too for all the garbage he was spewing. Like last year, he was destroying um two on Fox. He, like he was, and then like, and then goes after Nathaniel Hackett saying he was the problem. Like, dang, you know, like I I I think the Bears are a little bit more of a disappointment than the Broncos, but it, it's very close. I definitely think it's the Bears. I definitely think I, I definitely think I, I I definitely think it's the Bears. I mean, it's 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 just an embarrassment of an organization. I mean, yeah, they 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 can't hire head coaches. They they just they 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 uh, the quarterback they 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 don't hold accountable at all. I mean, I think I don't think Ryan Poles has to be fired. Matt Eberflus has to clearly be fired, and Justin Fields has got to be gone. Justin Fields has got to be gone. This guy takes zero accountability. Zero accountability at all. But me blame this guy, blame that guy, blame this guy. Oh, and then, then, the, then the GM is even better. He's making excuses to, about Justin Fields' poor placing. He's got to get, you know, he, now that he has the weapons he wants, he said he didn't have from last year, oh, now he's got to get used to having his new weapon. It's just an absolute disaster of a franchise and an absolute, and an absolute terrible quarterback. Oh, yeah, it's bad. And, like, I'm, like, going through it right now. When's the last time, like, who's the best? You know, Bears quarterback that they've oh, ever years, drafted. Years, years, never, 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 never. Like, is it? It's got to be what Kyle Orton. It's awful. Like, I, I know that's not saying anymore. much at all either. Yeah, like you know, I like, I it has to be, like this this organization just they have never been able to draft a quarterback. I know it's a tough thing, and we see a lot of QB draft busts, and you know that just don't turn out. But like, to not be able to hit on one of them, and you could have Patrick Mahomes waiting, you know. You had him right there sitting in your lap, and yeah, they went with Trubisky. And, oh my god! Yeah, what a, just, how horrible was that? <laughs> yeah, I you know I, I feel bad for Bears fans because man, it is bad. They you know Jake Cutler's probably they've been their best franchise quarterback in the last thirty years, which is sad. That's saying so. absolutely sad to say. Which is yeah. absolutely sad. Yeah. To say. So yeah, this should be a very ugly game on Sunday between two terrible teams between between the Bears and the Broncos. We'll move on to an AFC matchup in Houston between the Steelers and the Texans. And I think this is a game where maybe the Texans stay in it early. I like the way CJ Stroud is played. I really, I think for the Texans, the main thing is, is do you have your guy going forward? And 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 uh, early on, it looks like they got their guy going forward. So it seems like for the first time in a while, this organization is going in the right direction. But in this game, I think the Steelers' defense is going to be too much. I think they're going to force a couple turnovers from Stroud. I think Pickett is going to manage the game. Pickett hasn't really impressed me that much, but I feel like he's going to manage the game. I think the Steelers got are going to win this one. I got the Steelers winning it twenty four to 13, but Justin, can C.J. Stroud pull off another upset this week? I don't think so. I got Seals as well, 21 to 16. Yeah, um, Stroud, yeah, I've been really impressed with him so far. Um, you know, I think this week, I think that offensive line is going to have a tough, tough time um, slowing down that Pittsburgh pass rush. I think they're going to get after him. But again, you know, I, I think Stroud can get the ball quick. He's been really good at the intermediate passing stuff. Um, I think, you know, Nico Collins, um, you know, Nathaniel Dell, you know, the, the uh, rookie, uh, you know, who played locally, you know, at Houston. I think, you know, if those two kind of big days, he can get the ball out to him. I think technically go in there and win it. But, yeah, I've been impressed with Stroud so far. Um, he just looked really kind of calm and collected back there. And, you know, I know we go back. I know, you know, you go back to that playoff game against Georgia. Like, I, I know that was still in college, but there's a ton of pro talent on that Georgia defense. And he took them apart like we haven't seen anybody do the last couple of years. That, you know, I was always impressed by him in that game. Um, so, yeah, like, it, it's great that the Texans got their guy moving forward right now. Um, and, you know, I think the future is a little bit brighter there in Houston than, you know, it, it has been the last couple of years. 
AFC South matchup in uh, New Orleans as the Saints take on the Bucs. Jameis Winston looks like he's going to start against his former team. And the Saints have not given up uh, more than 20 points in a game, I think, since uh, like November of last year. So the Saints defense is playing real – since I think it was against the Steelers, November 13th against the Steelers last year. So last time they gave up 20 points in a game. So this Saints defense – or no, it was the, I think it was the Rams after Thanksgiving last year. It was the game right after Thanksgiving against the Rams. But it's the last time they gave up – a 20 or more points in a game. So this Saints defense has just got up to a really good start, even though they blew, they blew the game last week. But the big reason for that is their offense kept going three and kept uh, not getting any first downs in the second half when, uh, when, uh, uh, when Derek Carr got hurt. But, in, but, but in this game, I do feel like Winston is going to manage the game. And I do think the Saints defense is going to force a couple turnovers from Baker Mayfield. And I think that's going to be the difference. I, I, I just don't see Baker Mayfield putting up more than 20 points in this defense. I think it's going to be a close, low scoring game. And I got the Saints going to three and one, beating the Bucks twenty-three to seventeen. But Justin, can Baker get the Bucks to three and one? Uh, I got the Saints as well, twenty-one and thirteen. Yeah, I think it's uh, ten or eleven straight there with the Saints going. Yeah, with the giving up less than twenty points, like it's really impressive right now what they've been doing defensively. Um, and I think very quietly, like I don't think people put them in that elite category defensively, but they they should be right there. Yeah, and yeah, me, I think James. To me, they're top ten. To me, they're top ten, especially with Marshawn Lattimore, because Marshawn Lattimore missed like ten games last year. So yeah, yeah. I, I think I put them in that top ten level. I put the Saints in that top ten level. Yeah, you know, they think they are very quietly. Yeah, people, um, you know, you know, I, I thought there was good defense. I, you know, I, you know, didn't realize that, you know how elite this defense really is. But yeah, they've been awesome so far, um, this year. And I think, yeah, I think it, again, a quarterback like Baker Mayfield's not going to burn these guys. I think they're going to. I think Baker's going to struggle to, um. You know, to um to move move the ball against this defense, I I think they're going to show to run run again. Um, they only had 41 rushing yards last week, and I I think Winston takes care of the ball, and I think they that they got Alvin Kamara back, um, another weapon for him. I think he could have a big day through the air, um, receiving wise, and you know has enough on the ground as well. And I think the Saints find a way to bounce back after the disappointing uh loss last week. We got a battle of 0-3 teams in Minnesota as the Vikings take on the Panthers. And I think this is a game that uh, I think Kirk Cousins has a good game. I do think – I think Andy Dalton will probably be starting. So, I think Andy Dalton has a pretty good game too. I think it's closing comes down to the end, but I think the Vikings pull this one out. I got the Vikings getting their first year, first win of the year, 27-20. But, Justin, can Frank Wright get his first win as Panthers head coach? I do. I got the Panthers 27-23. I thought Dalton played pretty well last week on the road in Seattle. I know that's not a great defense either, but he's, you know, this is not much of an upgrade playing this Vikings defense, and the poor Vikings just finally needs to lose. They got, they got the hand, game handed last week. Or oh, that was, oh football. my God. Staley handed it to him, and then his cousins, oh, yeah. Kirk cousins, cousins, Kirk Cousins at the end. Oh, yeah. man. Spike the ball. Just throw that ball away. Nobody wanted to win that's, that game last week. No oh, one wanted to win that game, and, and somebody no. had to win. And it was the team with the better quarterback that won, just yep. like I thought would. Just like we thought was going to win. Thought, thought was going to win. Yep. Yep. And you knew exactly that game was that game was going to end exactly how oh, it did. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Stanley goes for on fourth down, and then yeah. Cousins can't score with twenty five yards to go. Yeah. Twenty five yards to go, and he can't <laughs> score a touchdown. I don't want to hear about this guy. I don't care about the stats. I don't no. want to hear about this guy at all being a top ten quarterback or even a top fifteen, maybe a top fifteen. But definitely not a top 10 quarterback. I don't want to hear about him being top 10. Maybe top 15, but Kirk Cousins, Kirk Cousins at the end of that game. Yeah, he did. He did. He did a rookie mistake there. Mo, mo, you know, veteran guy has been in the league for a decade. You would think would have oh. known that I, I, you know, live, live, you know, I got to look for another down here. But 
That's Kirk Cousins for you in a nutshell. Um, but this week, I just think the Vikings, with the way they blitz, um, I, I think Andy Dolan's going to be able to find some of his weapons, and it's an Adam Thielen revenge game, and I think you have a big one. And I, I right now, I'll, I'll take the Panthers. I just I, I see the Vikings finding a way to lose this football game. I know the Panthers' defense right now is banged up. I know they have some talent, but I'll take Carolina on the road. I mean, at home this week to uh, win this football game. Hector said, who would have thought we would have two games in week four where all the teams are 0-3? <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. we got two, yeah. two matchups of 0-3 teams. Uh, this one, and then we got the terrible game between the Broncos and the Bears. But, but yeah, but but let's be honest. The Vikings, these are these are the two better 0-3 teams. Yeah. I'd say the Vikings yeah. are definitely the best 0-3 team, and the Panthers, I would, I would put number two. But, yeah, it's crazy. We have two games of two 0-3 teams. But we got to move on to an AFC West matchup in uh, L.A. as the Raiders take on the Chargers. And this is a game that Brandon Staley just can't blow because the, because the Raiders, have, the Chargers are the better team. They're they're at home, even though there'll be a lot of Raider fans there. And they got the better, definitely the better quarterback. Jimmy Garoppolo might even play the game. But, so I think I think they I think the Chargers control this game. I think Herbert has a big day, throws t- uh, two or three touchdown passes. And I think the Raiders might get a touchdown in garbage time. That's why I got the Chargers cruising, winning 31-17 over the Raiders. But, Justin, can the Raiders get their second straight win over the Chargers? Yeah, no, not if uh, Jimmy G does not play. I got the Chargers 28-17. And this is, yeah, this is my score. Brian Hoyer starts. I don't know why they wouldn't even start O'Connell in this one. Um but yeah, like if Hoyer plays, like I see Hoyer throwing like three interceptions against his defense. Um, and I, I think, you know, Quinn Johnson now with Mike Williams on for the Chargers, I, I think he could kind of have a nice breakout game um, for him. I think Herbert will be able to find him. And this Raider defense isn't going to be able to slow them down. And another bad coaching decision when McDaniels uh, kicking the field goal down Oh there my God, that of- was awful. That was awful. I didn't get that at all. I, I didn't get I that mean, at all. I did not get that at all. It just shows you he probably doesn't trust Jimmy Garoppolo. Right there, oh. and he just wants to. He just wants to get points there instead of going for which you should definitely go for. It's like under three minutes to go, and you kick yes. the field goal. That was a poor decision. Yeah, that was. You know, he 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 said it was. Uh, I you know I thought we could get the ball back. It's like you trust that defense to give you the ball back. There's no it's, way you're getting the ball back. Yeah. That's that's one of the worst. That's a bottom five defense. You ain't getting the ball yeah. back. No. So that that McDaniel's another one. Yeah, he'll. He'll probably be asking Bill for another job this offseason. So uh, if Garoppolo plays, I can uh, see it being a one score game. Yeah, but we'll, not. We'll, we'll see if we'll see if Bill still has a job this offseason. Yeah, yeah <laughs> head coaching wise, yeah. Gotcha. You know, if, if, if not, yeah, to draw Mayo, maybe Mayo will give him that. Uh, because I think it's Mayo that <laughs> will yeah, take over for him. But yeah, 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 we'll we'll see. Uh, we'll we'll see. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, it was just bad, bad decision making. Raiders pro- in for a long year. Chargers. Just a game that they can win, but I still don't have confidence in this team with that head coach. I don't, uh, the quarterback's really good, top 10, uh-huh. but I don't have confidence in that head coach getting that team to the playoffs. But we are going to wrap up talking about the uh, talking about NFC West matchup in Santa Clara, Cardinals and the Niners. Yes, the Cardinals have played better than we thought they would play, but this is a step up in competition this week. They're not playing the Commanders, who, who, are, the, who are probably the worst team in the NFC East. They're not playing the Giants, who are probably the third best team in the NFC East. And they're not playing the Cowboys, who are the second best team in the NFC East. They're playing the best team in the NFC in the San Francisco 49ers. And also, this is an NFC East team, so Jonathan Gann doesn't have a ton of knowledge, doesn't have as much knowledge on them. So I think the Niners cruise in this game. I think Christian McCaffrey has a big game. I think Purdy throws a couple touchdown passes. And they force Dobbs to turn the ball over a couple times because Josh Dobbs ain't getting the rushing yards he got against the Giants or the Cowboys. So I got the Niners cruising this game. 
He's still proving why they are the best team in the NFC. It's proving why they're the best team in the NFC. I got them winning 34 to 13 over the Cardinals. But Justin, is there a way that Arizona can continue to compete and be competitive in this game and maybe pull a, off a crazy upset? Maybe for a half, I can see keeping around, but I got the Niners 20 to 13. If they should be able to do whatever they want offensively in this one. Um, look, Dallas has played really, really well. I've been very impressed, but yeah, I'm with you. I think this week is going to be uh, next level. Um, you know, f- uh, you know, facing a defense like this, and you know, I, I think uh, they're going to slow down Dobbs. And yeah, I think Brock Purdy makes the plays. Um, he's not great, but it, this is a defense where he should have no problem moving the ball. And I get the Niners win this one by by two scores at home. Yeah, yeah, should be Niners should cruise in this game against the Cardinals. But that's going to wrap it up on Sports Talk with R&J. For Steve Risser, I'm, for Justin Alfredo, I'm Steve Risser. We'll be back in about five minutes to talk about the pennant races in Major League Baseball and week five of the college football season. So make sure you are tuned in in five minutes. Jones on first down, wide open, it's Barkley. And Saquon Barkley will take it into the end zone. Your best ability is his availability. Saquon Barkley, he's great when he's on the field, but the problem is since 2018, he hasn't been healthy for this team. Look at this. They lob it to him. He taps it in off the glass. How about that? Porter Moser, I think right now, is the best coach of college basketball. Hands down. Finch, two for three. He's done his part. Pitch is drilled to deep right field toward the pole, and it is gone. They don't mind not being what they were in the 90s as the best organization in baseball, because the Yankees are not. They're even close to the best organization in baseball. They're trying to be the Rays, and the Rays do this for a reason. Like, you're the Yankees. Joe McGuire. I'm the president of Clovercrest Media Group. And here at CMG, we have a wide variety of podcasts, including sports shows like Keys to the City, The Roll Call, Throwing Jabs, All Four Downs, and Jawing About the G-Men. And great true crime shows like Sticky Week, Crimes and Consequences, Ivy League Murders, and Burn, the Unsolved Murder of David Eichmann. You can find all these podcasts and so much more by visiting clovercrestmedia.com.